0: And welcome to my podcast. This is At My Kitchen Table, deep chats with Katie and friends. If you know me, you'll know that I love chatting about my faith and how it changes all different aspects of my life and how I view the world. And that's basically going to be what we'll be doing on this podcast. I'll be getting some of my friends and probably a lot of my family members on too, which means we'll end up chatting a lot of rubbish because I love a tangent but also we'll spend some time thinking and chatting about some bigger and deeper issues and how our faith as followers of Jesus, as Christians, changes that. Hello, welcome to this next podcast episode. Today we have one of my sisters on. <laughs> <Woo>! and, <laughs> oh Sarah, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you too. Lockdown sucks. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell I we're on a Zoom call so it's not weird that we're just talking to each other like on the phone. And I can see something sparkly on your finger, Sarah. What is it? <laughs> well, it's an engagement ring. Yeah! I got on the end, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was so funny. We are uh, having a family zoom call and i just came out like out of the peaks (laughs) and i was drenched and i was very flustered and i was like sarah why are you recording this zoom call and then i was like (laughs) and i think it was great it was it was funny it was i was trying to get through to katie and lydia our other sister and (laughs) katie was like i'm on one percent battery i won't be able to get like join this call for ages and lydia was like sorry i'm busy and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) So it was great to, yeah, it was great to finally get through to you guys and I'm glad that we recorded it. The reactions are, yeah, pretty great. (laughs) They are so funny. I was just thinking, our voices are quite similar, apparently, because I showed my friends the Zoom call recording, which they found hilarious, Um, and they were like, you just all sound the same, which actually might be an issue with a podcast. (laughs) Well, our voices sound similar. Apparently. Really? Okay, well... me Lydia's, apparently. But I guess, if in doubt, if someone is laughing and you can't understand them, that's me. (laughs) And if you can understand them, it's Sarah. So, as you're listening, that's probably the... I feel like you have a slightly more, like, Welsh or, like, Sheffield kind of... (laughs) Um, So maybe that's the identifier. (laughs) Yeah. If I sound, like... um a northerner with welsh parents then that's probably exactly (laughs) even though that's not our background (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. okay so today we're talking about satisfaction and this is actually um something that you thought about a bit before haven't you sarah because you so sarah's part of her job does talks um around the country for people to explore um jesus and kind of big questions about life so I know you thought a bit about this before but it seems so fun for me to think through um satisfaction as I was prepping for this and yeah and I um, think it's something I've been kind of coming back to again and again like I've done talks on it over the last few years and actually each time I do talks on it it's a big reminder to me I think it's something that I'll never kind of um yeah master or get to the bottom of but something that I've been thinking a lot about and thinking about kind of the desires and longings that I have and I guess like what Jesus has to say about them um mm. so, yeah it's, I'm definitely not an expert on this by any means but um have been trying to kind of think through those things over the last few years mm. and I think it's something that will often be coming back to you in different episodes like I know the episode with Nay when we were talking about um like how do you feel at peace with who you are. That's sort of like how do you feel satisfied with your personality, which is I guess it's similar. So it it really relates to so many things, doesn't it? Um Mm. and I guess with an episode that I'm gonna do with Lydia, one of our other sisters, um, in a week or two about um work and failure and when is enough enough, I guess, that's also like when are you satisfied with the amount of work you did. It just relates to everything, doesn't it? It's it's quite Mm. cool. Um a few weeks ago you shared with me a quote by Bob Geldof and I thought it would be good to to share with our listeners um which says when he was asked whether he had found satisfaction bob geldof answered not at all i don't know what that would mean i'm unfulfilled as a human being otherwise why are these large holes here and everything i do is because i'm frightened of being bored because i know what is down there in these holes i'm frightened of it it makes me depressed um, which I said yeah I found such a helpful quote um, mm. and I think that kind of frightened of being bored yeah what do you kind of think about that because I feel like I really resonated with that um yeah yeah it, when I was reading that actually um back um I was thinking actually about the start of lockdown and the start of furlough for me so I was furloughed from my job for three or four months and when we were told that we were going on furlough I guess I like had a lot of emotions part of me was like wow I get to not work and I'm still going to be paid amazing but also there's part of me that had to really grapple with that sense of I don't actually have anything to do and there are lots of things that I kind of thought oh I'll you know I'll write a book I'll train for a marathon I'll perfect mm-hmm. the art of sourdough and actually I think I had to kind of confront that in myself and think actually why am I wanting to do those things is it because I'm frightened of being bored is it because I'm kind of um I have so much worth and identity in my job when that kind of work is taken away from me I'm worried about what's going to be left behind Mm -hmm. um so I think that's actually something that I had to kind of confront in myself again particularly as furlough started a few months ago Mm. yeah that's so that's interesting and I think although my answer would be kind of different to Bob Gelder for why I'm frightened of being bored like for him it's about like yeah where his mind goes isn't it like when he's not doing things and and how he's scared of that I think for me it's more I I don't know I don't think I necessarily am running away from difficult things to talk about but I think it's more I just don't like feeling like I'm doing nothing maybe that's just <laughs> it's not quite as like dramatic but I think for me in lockdown a lot of it was just yeah I wanted to do something and I guess that makes sense doesn't it like we're made to do things mm-hmm. um mm. but yeah yeah I guess, and there's also another thing that I was thinking about in lockdown of like good things never really last or they don't really stay good like yeah. <laughs> I would do crochet for a week and then I'd be done with it like it was good at the start then I started to get like fed up a bit or but it also gets the same with like holidays and things yeah have you found that like <laughs> with yeah totally I mean like I love weekends weekends have been actually like I think for me one of the biggest joys of not being a student <laughs> so I have to look forward to Katie but I think I mean no matter how good a weekend is Monday mornings always come round. Mm. and I mean the same for holidays right like I love looking forward to holidays and I always get that kind of sinking feeling in my stomach on the final day of a holiday where I just feel sad and I'm just realized that no matter how amazing my holiday might have been it's always going to end I always have to kind of go back to reality Um, Mm -hmm. like no matter kind of how good something is things always do come to an end and I guess there's a good thing in that isn't there like we kind of if things good things didn't come to an end we might feel a bit bored Um, like we like change Like we don't want the same thing over and over again Like, we wouldn't want Christmas every day. That'd be terrible. (laughs) But I guess that it probably does highlight, doesn't it, that kind of thirst that we have for kind of satisfaction. And actually, even if something's brilliant, we always want more, don't we? Mm -hmm. Like, even my weekend is brilliant. I want another day of weekend. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. But yeah, I think, like, with romantic relationships as well, um, Mm. I think people can so be scared of committing in case they find someone better. Do you know what I mean? Or, or when yep. they do, then they then they feel like it's justified because they found someone better to then ditch that person. And I don't mm. know. Um, yeah, <laughs> and we all know that that's awful, but yeah, we all do it. I don't know. Um, it's really interesting, isn't it? And I think even you know if you are kind of. Um, if you are just kind of looking for that one person, like that one kind of person that will love you and stick by you that you can tag in memes on Instagram Mm. and like someone who you can kind of call at any time, like actually, even when you find that, like, actually, does that satisfy? Like, is that Mm. is it all that it's kind of cracked up to be? Like, obviously, (laughs) I'm you know, newly engaged, very much (laughs) in love. Um, but actually I think that's something that Callum and I have had to we've talked about and actually I think this is probably an area that is quite kind of surprising for my friends who aren't Christians, that actually we want to love Jesus more than we love each other Mm -hmm. because we don't believe that actually we can satisfy each other in the way that Mm -hmm. we might want or need, but actually we believe that Jesus is able to provide that satisfaction and that relationship that will enable us to love each other well and satisfy each other in, in like a I guess in a human sense but acknowledging that actually human relationships are never gonna be enough mm. yeah I think you're so right as well about like I think it's so good to, to acknowledge that the other person can't satisfy you or fulfill you because I think that's what chokes so many relationships as well is people yeah it's such a big yeah, it's such a big expectation um and I think people I think society almost tells people a lie that the other person should no if that's why people are so dissatisfied with their current I don't know just <laughs> if they if, yeah I guess if you're expecting someone to fulfill you you're always gonna mm. feel dissatisfied aren't you um yeah and if you're expecting like I guess if you put someone else on that kind of pedestal and that kind of um and you expect them to kind of provide you with everything Mm. that you kind of want or need or desire then actually I mean that's just that's such a big thing to ask Mm. of a human being and actually I think that's it's suffocating and crushing Mm. and I'd find that really overwhelming if if I thought that that was what Callum was wanting from me. Hmm. I, I think another big question to ask, and when we're thinking about dissatisfaction and satisfaction, is like, why is it that everything, why is it, I guess, that we are always not quite satisfied and why is it that the things around us um, don't satisfy us? And and I was just thinking, mm-hmm. as we were chatting, I wonder if the Bible's explanation of partly why the, the world is so messed up is really helpful to help us to understand why that is um because like we know at the start of the bible when um when humans reject god and god lets them feel the the kind of consequences of that one of them that he says is all these good things i'm gonna make them not quite (laughs) good anymore so for example like um working the ground so like growing food it's going to be hard work it's not going to be um what it's meant to be almost i don't know if, do you think that's part of the reason why we are why things don't quite satisfy us but like do you think we're just meant to be like that or do you think that that is because of our rejection of god and us, him kind of allowing us to feel the consequences of that what do you think yeah, well, I just think actually, you know, I don't think that as we kind of like search and search for satisfaction that actually we should just ignore that. I think mm. it it's a really helpful kind of signpost that actually we've been made for more, that we've been kind mm. of made with hearts that are actually too big for things that we try and fill them with to actually feel full. Mm. Um I don't know. I mean, I love C.S. Lewis. I live in Oxford and I feel like I'm just like on, always on this like C.S. Lewis pilgrimage around Oxford. But <laughs> I, I love how he kind of talks about that kind of sense of like, you know, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, actually probably the most probable explanation for that is that we've been made for another world, that we've been made for more. Mm. I guess I wonder if, you know, if the Bible is true that we've been, created um for a relationship with god um actually i wonder if that is a really kind of probable and like likely explanation for that kind of sense mm. of dissatisfaction that we feel obviously god is so much bigger than um any of the other things that we might try and fill our lives with and um, mm-hmm. he's the creator of everything and we're created so there's always going to be that huge gap I think um in any of our substitutes that we try and fill our lives with mm. yeah yeah I think that sounds yeah I think that's so true um and I, I know from my own experience of knowing Jesus and the difference that makes to my life I think it's yeah having someone uh, similar to when we were doing episode with Eloise if you if you haven't listened to that, give it a listen. Um, one of the things that me and Eloise talk about is the sort of needs of a patient and how doctors can't fulfil them. And I think in a similar way, um, we have needs and think people around us can't fulfil them. Um, mm. Yeah, and and like you said, I think we need to not just be like, oh, that's just the way it is. like. Mm but actually I don't know open ourselves up to the idea that there is someone who can do that and I think for yeah, yeah yeah I think it's almost like um if my I mean okay I like I have like multiple I probably have like snacks every hour or so I feel like <laughs> I'm just like always hungry and like I have like a very loud rumbly stomach when I'm hungry loud enough that actually once I was in a lecture and I'd forgotten to have breakfast and my stomach rumbled so loudly that the lecture like actually stopped the lecture (laughs) and said like someone's hungry like someone missed breakfast today there's so much time (laughs) but I guess like so okay me in that lecture with a rumbly stomach as I as I'm trying to like suppress that sound um a silly way to deal with that would just be me kind of trying to tell myself well you know like lower your expectations like you're just hungry because you're expecting you know three meals a day like Mm -hmm. you know just lower your expectations um and then you won't be hungry or me just saying kind of actually my hunger itself is the problem so just me saying you know Sarah stop being hungry like almost you know trying to convince myself that hunger is just like a (laughs) an illusion like a a social construct or something or and it'll go away actually I think my rumbly stomach tells me that I've been made for food. Yeah. It doesn't kind of, um, I shouldn't be trying to just block my ears and ignore the sound. I should be trying to work out why I'm hearing that sound, what it tells <laughs> And yeah. I think in the same way, that like actually the Christian worldview doesn't tell me to kind of lower my expectations for satisfaction. It doesn't kind of tell me to just ignore the kind of, rumbling of my stomach for satisfaction actually it tells me that i'm hungry because i've been made for more Mm. and i guess like it's not even that um something being limitless is is a good thing is it because i mean i know (laughs) like if i binge watch netflix i don't get to the end of a series and feel satisfied Mm. um like actually when you get to the end of a season you kind of just want the next season to come out Mm. or like as I'm kind of in bed scrolling through my Instagram feed which is a terrible habit that I'm trying to get out of (laughs) like (laughs) when do I feel satisfied like actually like when have I scrolled enough like there's always another story to watch there's always another person to talk Mm. but like actually when I kind of finally switch my phone off set my alarm for the next day um like I don't feel fuller I don't feel happier or more satisfied with my life actually that kind of even that limitless scrolling is never satisfying mm. yeah I'm, I was just thinking about like the kind of thing of like when is enough mm. I remember one time in I think it was like year 10 or something we had one of the like teachers from school do an assembly about basically like the points of life she's trying to like motivate us to revise or something and she was like, you guys need to revise so that you get good GCSEs, so that you have good A-levels, so you can go to uni, get a good degree, have a good job, um, make lots of money, have have good family, lots of holidays, because that's what we, we all want, isn't it? And I just remember all me and my friends were like, just so, when she said it so starkly, <laughs> like, I was just like, flip, this is what we're all kind of doing with our lives, mm-hmm. and not even realising it, maybe until it's too late. And then Mm. yeah, like when people are working, they're living for a good retirement. And then when they're retired, I think that's maybe when people like, ah (laughs) Um And people always are like living for the next promotion, aren't they? Like you know, you obviously you know you're working hard at uni to get a good job when you graduate. You wanna get that grad scheme or whatever Mm. and like just that kind of thing of actually that relentless drive for the next step, like we're always kind of trying to find and kind of succeed at the next step whether it's promotion or mm. the kind of the upgrade on the car or the the kind of annual ski holiday whatever yeah. it is like actually we all have that kind of drive for like okay what's the next step what's the kind of what's the upgrade how can I better mm. my life yeah and I think we we all know as well that that's a, a sort of negative attitude like it's I think we all know that it's Mm. almost bad and if someone does that people would be like oh I don't know you might say oh they're a perfectionist like they're never quite happy with what they've produced or um with what they've got I don't know like Mm. and we know that that's that's not something we are happy with the state of it um I guess yeah um and I guess like you know it's it's easy to think about it in terms of money and, and probably quite easy, particularly for our generation um, to kind of be like, well, no, that's not what I want. Cause I think particularly our generation is maybe more concerned with like job satisfaction rather than mm-hmm. like how much you're earning. Um, but I think there are other areas in life that we do the same thing. So, you know, it might not be about money for us, but it might be about people actually. Mm-hmm. It might be that we are like dissatisfied with our friendships and relationships that kind of, when we look at other people's friendship groups whether it in my kind of real life or on social media like there's always that sense of like other people have it better that other people are having a better time than me mm-hmm. that other people are like known and loved in a way that I'm not and I guess that kind of yeah that can also be really dissatisfying can't it like mm-hmm. um yeah I just think actually so many of us are actually quite like insecure about those things and and without maybe even consciously looking up for it we're always kind of on the lookout for better friendships and kind of yeah just better connections with people mm, I wonder if that's partly because we're just such a self-obsessed um, culture generation like such a consumerist of like we want to get the best deal we want to have like, mm. <laughs> but like in life and I think well I think something that I found really surprising actually as I've been thinking about this as a Christian is that actually yeah that it's not that kind of Jesus finds my like desire for satisfaction too strong he actually finds it too weak so Mm -hmm. it's not that he's like Sarah um you know you just want to be satisfied but like that's not possible he's like actually stop settling like Jesus kind of says like imagine actually if true satisfaction wasn't an illusion that actually um like look at where your rumbling stomach is pointing um and actually doesn't he doesn't just kind of tell me to listen to my stomach he offers me food that will actually fill me up it's just the best news ever Mm -hmm. that um it makes sense of my desires and also actually i do think that in jesus i have satisfaction that i've never found anywhere else and so in what kind of way is it like you feel happy all the time or like what what does that kind of look like i guess day to day yeah i do think that so i think the satisfaction that jesus provides is not a kind of circumstantial satisfaction so that mm. it doesn't mean that i'm going to be happy all the time i'm not like that's mm. like objectively true ask my housemates mm. um I mean, you know, you've also been my housemate for many years <laughs> once we lived in our family <laughs> home. You know, that's not true of me. Um, but I think it's a deeper kind of sense of, of satisfaction. And I kind of think that probably, I guess, going back to what we were saying about that big story of the Bible, that actually, if we've been made to have relationship with Jesus, and if we have tried to kind of turn away from that relationship and, and kind of fill that with substitute relationships actually they're never gonna fill the thing that we've been made for they're never going to kind of satisfy that desire but actually knowing jesus for me i think that's the relationship that i've been made for that's the the true relationship Mm. um i've actually i am known and loved by the god who made me um he knows everything about me he knows my deepest flaws and and biggest insecurities he knows the ways that I um mess up and he knows secrets about me that no one else does mm. um but he also loves me fully and truly and I know that because mm. ultimately he sent his son to die for me that he he didn't consider that too high a price to pay for me um and I have relationship with him I'm able to call God my father um I'm able to chat to him that's what praying is um and I guess actually that knowing that I that relationship is restored I think that's just the the most satisfying thing ever Mm -hmm. um I think Mm -hmm. that's where true satisfaction actually lies and that means that actually regardless of my circumstances you know like I could be having the worst day in the world yesterday I was caught in a hailstorm on my bike and I was feeling very (laughs) sorry for myself. I was going to a, a meeting and because like cafes have to have doors open, I just ended up sitting in cold clothes for like cold wet clothes for a few hours. And I was like super grumpy, but actually whether I'm having like the best day, whether the sun's shining, whether like my life is kind of going well or whether I'm like cold and wet and like a bit miserable, actually I know that that relationship I have with God is Totally secure and is not going to mm. change, and so I actually think that that means mm. that satisfaction isn't just a kind of thing that's based on my circumstances, um, of you know the grades I'm getting or the the fun I'm having or the relationships that I'm enjoying. But actually, it's based on like a much deeper, truer, bigger thing. Mm. It, it puts things in perspective as well. I think, like, just like if someone, um. I don't know. Like, for example, when patients that I've met are going through something really, really awful, mm. it really puts other things in perspective. And I think in the same way, when you have something so wonderful, like knowing the God of the universe in a really intimate way, it does. When we re- when we remember that, it really does put everything into perspective. I think mm. it lowers our expectations for everything else, so that we can be somewhat more satisfied in them. Um, and I think we know as well that there's going to be a sort of now and not yet feeling to that satisfaction don't we like Mm. we we know in the bible it tells us that right now our experience of knowing God is just a glimpse of what we're going to experience so the kind of the feelings of putting things in perspective is also just a glimpse um which I think I find really yeah it gives me a lot of hope as well for when I'm not feeling satisfied sometimes I know that where do I go in that dissatisfaction? I go to Jesus, I talk to him about it, I reorient my um my perspective, I guess, my my mind about what really matters and I think like the closer I am to Jesus, the more satisfied I I am mm-hmm. <laughs> like. So when I'm when I'm not spending much time with with God in a week and I'm just I'm like I'm just getting on with life as if I could do it without him. Those I know those are the times that I'm gonna feel most dissatisfied as well because, like, satisfaction comes from Him, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, and I think, yeah, that's the peace that Jesus promises us is really similar to satisfaction, isn't it? Sat- dissatisfaction is the opposite of peace, isn't it? Like, mm. um, I think he he says that he is peace, <laughs> like, and I think, yeah. I don't know it's the promise of being with him for eternity and how wonderful that will be is is really beautiful and I'm so glad that we also get a taste of that now I guess because we get to know him yeah um, and I, I don't think, know if that makes sense yeah I think that that's really helpful because I think you know even the I think the thing that I found really helpful for understanding my experiences now is that even the the best things that I experience now are just glimpses and signposts of what is to come so for example Mm. again (laughs) i got engaged did you know like as i'm (laughs) looking forward to getting married um that's gonna be i hope a really wonderful thing and i'm really excited about it but actually the bible tells me that marriage here is just a picture it's just like a teaser trailer for the kind of true marriage to come Mm. um so the kind of big bible story is about the true marriage between Christ and his church, that's what all kind of Christian marriages are pointing to. So even as I enjoy engagement and enjoy marriage in the future, that's just like nothing in comparison. It's just a tiny glimpse, a tiny kind of teaser trailer for the Mm. true marriage to come. Um, And I guess the Christian hope is that actually, as we spend eternity with Christ, um which you know is a really really long time actually each chapter will be better than the next each kind of um Mm -hmm. moment it'll just keep getting better and better and better um because god is Mm -hmm. is that kind of god um that actually when he provides and like satisfies us i guess like that satisfaction doesn't run out it just keeps growing and keeps getting better um so I think that's, like, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's my hope as a Christian. Um, mm. And even that when I'm dissatisfied in life, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm bringing my like longings and my dis- dissatisfaction to Jesus, knowing that this isn't all there is, that I've been made for more. But even when I'm feeling the most kind of content and satisfied in this life, I still know that that's just a pale reflection of what is to come. Um, Mm. and that's really exciting yeah it did it really is what's been the best thing this week about knowing Jesus and and having that relationship with him the great question um I guess probably just on a similar theme to things I've been saying already um like Christianity is all about a relationship a relationship with God and actually Mm. I think The more I kind of get to know him and the more I grow in that relationship, the more I'm like, wow, like, isn't this incredible that I can Mm. know the God of the universe, the God who spoke everything into his existence, that he knows me and loves me and that he actually loves to spend time with me. Um, Mm. Like, I think sometimes I can think that actually God is a bit fed up of me and actually that's just not true because I'm in Christ because I'm kind of united with his son he loves to hear me speak to him and he loves to um he loves for me to kind of spend time with him and to enjoy him um Mm. so I think that's that's the best thing really like and that's the thing that I'm looking forward to um to spending eternity with him and to to know him mm-hmm. as he knows me face to face. Yeah, it's just the best. Mm. Thanks so much for coming on. This has been really good. Um, such a good thing to talk about. Um, and we really want to encourage you guys as listeners as well to um, carry on thinking about this topic um, and, and c- continue chatting about these things. Um, if you know Christian and you're not one, ask them how knowing jesus has changed this kind of topic for them um, maybe anyway thanks so much for coming on sir so um, and hopefully have you on again soon <laughs> well Love